This episode is brought to you by Monkey Blood Design and Publishing. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. Imagine, create, play. Monkey Blood Design and Publishing is the publisher of products for role-playing games from the theater of the mind glory days of the 70s and 80s to the in-depth rule systems of modern gaming. Monkey Blood Design and Publishing is also the home of the Gold Any Award-winning The Midderland setting and its creator, Glenn Seal. Monkey Blood ships quality gaming products around the world from their UK web store, but you can also find their products on DriveThruRPG, Itch.io, and Redbubble. Not only do they offer high-quality gaming material, but if you need a piece of cartography, art, writing, or layout for your own project, Monkey Blood Design and Publishing can offer freelance services to help bring your own project to creation. So, if you want to buy some great RPG products or get help bringing your own to fruition, Head on over to monkeyblooddesign.co.uk and get in touch. Let Monkey Blood Design and Publishing help you to imagine, create, and play. Abed than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day so far. <laughs> I was thinking about rolls today. You know, the usual rolls. Stat rolls, saving throws, all that kind of stuff. And I've come to the conclusion I do it too much. And it's a it's not something just something that 5e, you know, current edition players do because I know that these things the these these uh more modern games have a tendency to be role happy because they people have skills, they have feats, they have other things they can do as they go up in level, and so you want to let them do it. Well, that's fine and dandy and good, but you don't want to overdo it. Now, I'm I, I was I was watching a a YouTube video from Fistful of Dice about things you could do to make your encounters better. And it just occurred to me when he was talking about that, it's like, okay, make a decision. Yeah, I, I know, make a decision on the fly and look it up later. Well, that's fine. But one thing he said about rolling, he decided on the rolls they were going to make. Now, in that case, I agree with him. He should have made the rolls. Something about uh, jumping off a balcony onto, you know, onto a chandelier or something. So, something real, you know, action adventure Errol Flinnery and all that swashbuckling stuff but i seem to it made me recall the last session i ran for my monday group and they were in a here this is an example this is an example of too many rolls you have to roll for every single thing especially if it's to see or hear something because i did see the tr- well the, the trouble is, first of all, they shouldn't have to, if they're alert and they're going down someplace or anywhere where they're, you know, they're investigating, they're going to be on high alert anyway. They're going to listen for everything and try and see whatever they can. So there are things that they don't need to, to, to do to roll. If they ask me for a roll, that's no problem. I'll, yeah, sure. Go ahead. You know, can I roll and see if there's any secret doors in this room we're in? Sure, go ahead. Now, my friend Matt would go, okay, how long do you want to to search? Because he 
him out of combat one turn is like 10 minutes. So, and he would be rolling for random, you know, for wandering monsters and things like that, you know, anyway. But I understand that. But see, the, there's a problem here. First, it's not really necessary. Like they said, they're on high alert. And secondly, what if the roll fails? What if everybody's, because usually when somebody asks for a roll, it's almost like, it's almost like getting a cold, catching a cold. Because if the one guy rolls, the, all of a sudden, whoever else is in the room, and sometimes they're not in the room and I say no, they'll go, they'll go oh, I want to roll too. I want to roll too. I want to roll too. And I let, them, I let them roll. So what happens if they all fail? I've seen that happen. I've seen that happen many a time. Because this, is, this goes into GM judgment. It's, do you think they're going to hear it? They're going to hear it. Anyway, getting back to my example, they were hired to investigate this tomb, which the cleaning crew of the people they hired went in and they didn't come back. Okay, and also they were looking for a lost magical item that the people who contracted for them to clean to clean the tomb, or rather, you know, they they were looking for this house symbol necklace that the 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 head of the house the house uh, beefsteak or whatever it is, their son took it went off like ogre hunting with this group and he managed to get himself banged up and lost the necklace but anyway the whole point is there was a they found a hole near the back of the tomb that led to a tunnel which led to another arrest area which was basically an abandoned uh, uh, wizard's dungeon there's a lot of those in my world I've got a whole group to deal with that and they were hired by them to troubleshoot this but anyway the point is they were in the tunnel, and they got attacked by five Sturges. They disrupted a nest of Sturges, and they were fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting. And the next encounter was going to be later down, down the tunnel, before they get to the second area, there was a couple of carrion crawlers. And I decided that they were making enough noise in the one encounter that the carrion crawlers are probably going to hear this and come over and investigate and see what's going on. So what did I do? The guy who was fighting the near, the Byron who was fighting nearest to where the carrion crawlers had come, I said, make a perception roll, uh, a perception check. And he did make it. And the other people were too busy fighting to do that. But in my mind later on, and the carrier crawls did come out, so they had more trouble. But that's not the point. In my mind, I just should have said, you hear this, you know, this, you hear this squishy noise coming down the hall. I shouldn't even ask him for a roll. There was no reason to ask him for a roll. He was right there, and he had just finished downing one of the Sturges. That's the point where I should have said, you hear this sound, not make a roll. This is the kind of thing I'm talking about. When the characters are on high alert, when they're looking for something, and you want them to, you know, you want them to be forewarned or hear something or something like that, and you think you need to let them make a roll, think twice, because nine times out of ten, they don't need that roll. 
because that is just something they would be alert to already. And also, it kind of impacts the story, kind of not as a story, but I mean, it kind of impacts the adventure, the, the, the session, in a way that it makes it harder for you. It does make it harder for you because if you're so roll happy and everybody blows their roll all the time, you got to figure out some other way of doing it or just letting the thing happen. And I've, you know, okay, fine. I mean, some people, it's like, well, they got to get, you know, they could get bushwhacked or something like that. Well, yeah, right. But you got to judge the situation. You really do. And if you need, if they need to make a stat roller, I mean, if they're jumping over a chasm. Yeah, have them make a a a strength strength check or something, or a dex to jump over the chasm. And if they miss that, then you can ask them to make a save to see if they catch the edge of the cliff, the edge of the chasm. So that's practical use of it. But stuff like, you know. Roll to see if you hear hear something. You roll roll your a roll perception check, and because once you do that, they're automatically going to be on high alert. I mean, they're already on high alert. They're they're in a dungeon or in the wilderness or investigating something. But the I think you get the point. Only make rolls when necessary, and when you think you need to make a roll, think twice. Be absolutely sure, because it only helps your game that way. Makes the game tighter, more efficient. And, you know, I don't need to go on. Anyway, think about that. I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar at gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. And if you uh, want to help me out with a single donation, that'd be great. You can go to my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard. And thank you very much if you do. Let me thank these people because they give monthly. Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John, Allen, Aaron, Michael, and Randy and Joe. Thank you very much. If you want to hear some good podcasts, there's Dan Gregg's The Young Y-U-N-G Young Grognarn Podcast. Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Owlbear Podcast. Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast. There's also Daniel Norton at the Bandits Keep Podcast. All these are great podcasts. We also have Randy and Joe at the Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Large at the Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.